This is MJ Acosta from the NFL Network, and you're listening to Lemon City Live. Lemon City Live is brought to you by Magic City Casino Highlight. The fastest game in the world has come to Magic City. We showcase the best features of the sport, combined with the -the state-of-the-art court, and the talents of our very own homegrown athletes, like myself, for a highlight experience like never before. Live Highlight returns to Magic City Casino in July 2019. But guys, remember to live the highlight. What's up? Fresh is our turn, baby. No, no. I dare you. Stop it a bit. No, go straight. There you go. There's your goat. What's up, bro? What's up, bro? I'm chilling, man. How was your uh how's your weekend? It was good. Yeah? It was alright. It was good. Cindy won. I don't know what she won, but she won. Uh, Two hundred dollars. Ooh. Uh, I don't know where this, but um Oh yeah, that's right. We went to the casino. <laughs> <laughs> I actually had my most success at the casino, but it wasn't, uh, we were at Magic City Casino and, uh, <laughs> I, for the first time I actually had some luck on the, on the slot machines. Yeah. I mean, I, I ended up, I had a hundred dollar budget and I walked away with like 60, so I lost up. 40 bucks, but that was like the most I've ever made 40 bucks last me. Like I was up close ah. to 200 at one point. So this is the least you've ever lost. Yes. That's awesome. That's the least I've ever lost. Pretty soon you're going to break even, and then you're going to start winning. Yes. But I actually enjoyed it. This is I, I was like, yeah, I had fun. Like, I was like, okay. All right. Yeah. Trash. Good. Trash. yeah. You know what I'm saying? Anyway, um, this is Lemon City Live podcast episode number 156. Yes. Yeah. Yes, it is. <laughs> well, I'm looking at it right here. It's 156. Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, last week you were without me because I was too busy training for my triathlon by cleaning my fish tank, and that's how you guys were. That's true. I heard how you guys were ranking on me. You were getting in the sea spirit. In the sea spirit. Yep. Um, but I'm back. I'm back. Back and better than ever. All right. Kind of. Um. Anyway, I am the one, the only Larry Fresh, the Fresh. great, great Patino, and Gus. Always here and always ready and always present with the oh, uh, show, oh with, show, dude. Um, but yeah, no, no TD this week. He's out in LA doing his NFL Network stuff. But that's right, that's right. On today's show, get it right, get it tight, get it right, get tight. We are going to talk NFL. We're going to talk. How about we talk to some uh, future NFL rookies today? How about that? Let's do it. How about that? I'm in. Why don't we do that? Let's talk to uh, your favorite twins. That's right. We're going to talk to some twins. How about Nash, two-time national championship twins? And twins. Remember that commercial? <laughs> what? No. <laughs> I think it was a Miller Lite commercial. <laughs> and I like country music and all this other bullshit. And then the, at the end, he goes, and twins. You didn't remember <laughs> no, that? Oh, <laughs> not at all, dude. Okay. Not Somebody at all. Somebody that's listening is going to remember that. And they're going to yes. be like, Gus, I fucking remember. And tag us in whatever post. Share the video because I got to yeah, see this. Do it. Do it. Um. But yeah, how about we talk to some uh, championship, uh, two-time national championship winners? Twins. Twins, <laughs> linebackers. <laughs> but uh, how about we throw a third one in there? Why don't we talk to, today, I think we should talk to a FIU Panther. That's right. Who's now traded in his claws for flippers. 
That's right. Yes. Gonna be flipping and yep. kicking. From paws up to fins up. Paws up to fins up. Mm-hmm. How about we mm-hmm. get a little Stone mm-hmm. Wilson today and we'll do a little Yes. Do a little Miami Dolphins talk. First Miami Dolphin to join the show. That's right. Yeah, that's yeah, cool. Man, we got stones today. We got stones. But before we get into all that, we'll also talk a little NBA playoffs. Talk a little playoffs. I got a little conspiracy theory about a certain superstar in the NBA. Playoffs. Playoffs. Uh, today, we're going to take a moment and remember that on this day three years ago, the one, the only Bartolo Colon hit his first ever career home run. Ah, uh, yes. Let's give him a round of applause for that. Clap, 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 clap. There we go. It's a big, sexy day. It's a big, sexy day. And, uh... <laughs> Does that sound like applause or booty clap? Uh, it depends. Both. <laughs> Both. The magic of radio. <laughs> Imagination. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about that. Playoff hockey's in full swing. Playoff hockey, man. More exciting than NBA playoffs. It started off. First round, yes, but the NBA playoffs have picked up a little bit. They have picked They've up. picked up. The second round has been way better than the first round. But um, aside from that, though, we'll. Uh, I wanted to talk about couple of things here and all right so this weekend or last week and i know you guys talked about avengers endgame yeah. you uh you and td had your little game of thrones chat yes and on the we found sith podcast you had a three-hour breakdown you guys did the whole movie all over again we did we just we we literally just talked. you did the dvd commentary for the movie we did we did <laughs> they're going to just hire us they're gonna buy our episode or issue what was it, 11? I don't even remember. Yeah. 15, 14? Sure. <laughs> they're just going to buy that issue from WAFs and throw it in their DVD commentary so they don't have to do it. That's how they're going to save money on the on the movie. Dude, for sure, bro. It was three hours long. It was well done, though. I enjoyed it. I stuck around. All right. Uh, I listened to the whole thing. We got a good, yeah, we got a good amount of plays on that. Yeah? Yeah, man. Oh, definitely. Talking all that time travel and shit. Yeah, I, I had some questions about it. Uh, I sent you guys, I didn't get any feedback, but I, I sent you guys uh-huh. uh, that video that I found where they were explaining how the time travel works. Well, that's exactly what I said in the show. No, no, but I sent another video, not the one you're, you're I know which one you're talking about, but oh, I sent okay. one in the chat and you oh, guys totally ignored it. You sent another one. Yes. No, I sent one first before you commented on that. I sent one like uh, almost a week ago. Oh. Yes. Okay. Yeah. You guys just ignore me on the chat because I'm not, <laughs> I'm not nerd enough for you. Um. Well, what, what did the video say? I don't know. I don't remember. I saw it a week ago and I sent it to you, dude. It's time travel. That's a lot of shit to remember, dude. <laughs> I can't recall all that stuff. But uh, the other big story was Game of Thrones is winding down. So you guys talked a little bit about that. Now, I don't watch Game of Thrones. I'm not a fan. Can't do it. You know? Don't. Well, maybe you should be. I'm not a fan of it's it. It's okay. Yeah. They can't hear you, Cindy. He's not into it. The microphone. Cindy, no microphone. Um, she's saying that I'm not a fan because I'm not into it. What did you say? That you're not into it, so you don't know. Oh, yeah, I'm not into it, so I don't know. Maybe it's a great show, uh, but th- I could say that about a lot of shows. But I know you guys are into it, and I also know that it, it is incredible that on a TV show, there is no respect for spoilers. There there are not. Nope. nope. Dude, it's like instantaneously. What time does the episode end? Like at 10 o'clock on Sunday? Yeah, yeah like 10.30. 10.30? Depending on how long the episode is. Okay. It well, starts like at 9. Like a minute yeah. after the episode's over, there's memes. There's memes, yep. commentary, spoilers, everything. Yep. I gotta hand it to people. For most people, unless you were, uh, who was that guy? Was it Le'Veon Bell who was no, giving no, no. out spoilers? It wasn't Le'Veon Bell. It was Shady. Oh, Shady McCoy, that yep. guy. 
Uh, but for the most part, everybody when it came to Endgame kept their kept their mouths quiet, which I I appreciated. Except for Shady. Except for Shady, that was some dirty. <laughs> moves, that was dude. dirty, man. Um, but good thing, I, we, good thing we don't follow him. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you're not invited. Uh, <laughs> and uh, anyway, <laughs> oh, 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 getting a little feedback. But um, so the respect for the the movies are out there, which I appreciated. And I know I've already spoken to you a little bit. I thought the movie was great. I have no complaints. It was great. I, I enjoyed every second of it. It's hard sure. to please everybody in a movie of that magnitude. And then to still take three hours to do so, like, come on, man. They gave you everything you could want. You know yeah. what I mean? It's If, if they missed out something, sorry. But anyway, save the end game. If you want more end game talk and spoilers and everything like that, listen to We Ain't Found Sith. But the Game of Thrones side, I don't watch it. But I do see these spoilers and I see all this stuff going out. But I okay, so so this Sunday's episode had something that had a lot of people talking, and it wasn't about the Winter Soldier. What is it? What do they call it? The what? The Night King? Night King? The or Winter Soldier? So whatever. Winter is coming. Uh, <laughs> I can see how you can make that. This Ice Walkers. What do they call them? What, Ice Walkers. White, White Walkers. White Walkers. Um. The what, what was the Winter Soldier's name again? Winter. The Night King. Night King. Okay. Um, yeah, it wasn't any of that stuff or them. Winter Soldier is funny though. <laughs> that is funny. I like that. <laughs> he was one of those. Yeah. But apparently, and now, did you catch this? Did you see that there was a cup of Starbucks coffee? I mean, the next day when it, when it was making so, the rounds. Okay, so in you the didn't news. you didn't see it as it happened. No. Okay. Nobody that I know saw it as it happened. Man, dude, because, okay, so if you don't know, and you've been living under a rock, because this is, I, I'm telling you, Game of Thrones, bro, if you're not into it, I'm sorry, bro. Like Castle D. Rock. Yeah. Uh, what? Don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> so, in one of the scenes there, I don't know who was in the scene or whatnot, but uh-huh. somebody just left a Starbucks cup of coffee sitting on the table while they were shooting their scene. Yep. And now, okay, so you shoot a scene, and it goes into a long tedious it goes through a lot of people's hands in editing and uh in finalizing and rendering and doing all this till it finally makes the final cut and then there's people who watch it screeners everybody and apparently nobody noticed that there was a cup of starbucks coffee just sitting in the middle of a scene yeah. but yet nobody noticed it that should have noticed but of course bro you know the internet unforgiving they're, they're gonna notice the internet always notices so <laughs> i like all the memes that came out of it where they show like a cafecito a cortadito they yeah. change it to it <laughs> and everything so you had a ton of this stuff happening uh so what do you how do you feel as a fan to see your show drop the ball like that like all right so i didn't notice as i was watching it so i'm not upset about it okay if i if i would have noticed while it happened mm-hmm. i would have cracked up <laughs> you know what i mean it wouldn't have it w- honestly it wouldn't have bothered me anyways okay but i would it would have been really funny during the show <laughs> you know if i would have seen that but no nah, man whatever dude like those things happen you see that shit in movies all the time but does like, it they, they, of course man those those you'll be watching a period piece about a movie uh-huh. that takes place like in the 1940s yeah and you see like a 1970 whatever car or well, something okay. like that well i've seen like gaffes like, like that yeah. um i think it was on, one that comes to mind is in the movie harry potter i think you see uh in one of the scenes i don't watch harry potter but i saw it in one of these videos uh-huh. where you see like they pan over to the side and you can clearly see a cameraman guy oh. holding the camera <laughs> like just sitting there on the side on the bottom of the screen just pointing up and like th- nobody noticed it yeah so it, it, that kind of stuff just surprises me. Uh, one of my favorites. Oh, go, go ahead. Wizard of Oz. No. What happened in Wizard of Oz? 
<laughs> Wizard of Oz. I forget which scene it is, but uh-huh. it, it's like a it's like a urban myth or urban legend or whatever. Uh-huh. That if you look in the background, okay. you could see somebody hanging themselves. Really? Yes. Oh, <laughs> like super dark, bro. Dude, that's, that's, that's an urban legend. Yeah. No, I don't know. See, now funny you mentioned that. I do recall that if one of uh, a, f- a, g- a great movie, Braveheart. You ever seen Braveheart? Yes. Of course. Now, in Braveheart, next time you watch it, you're going to notice some stuff, okay? Okay. Look at me, and you're going to remember this, okay? Next time you watch Braveheart, yeah. whenever they do the big fight scenes, right, uh-huh. where it's like, you know, on the field, and they, uh, yeah. freedom, you know, they're coming in there, pop, 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 and everybody's there. Pay attention to the background. Dude, there is legit people. I, it's hard to describe this on, on, you know, on a podcast, but there's people standing in the background just going like this, like just, just, <laughs> just oh, standing yeah. there. Oh, and there's yeah, like yeah. one guy who's holding a shield, and Barely, he's like, oh. yeah, they're not pretending. They're just, they're not even pretending. They're just yeah. like, is this over? Are we done shooting? <laughs> and there's like yeah. one guy who's like with the stick, and he goes, ah, and he's just standing there, and it's so bad because like Sir William Very Wallace is in acting. the foreground, yes, and he's like, you know, and all this shit's happening. intense. <laughs> Being an anti-Semite. <laughs> <laughs> and you just see this dude hanging out in the background like, oh, yeah, I don't know what's going on. But yep. it was that's always one of my favorites. But anyway, I, I, I started thinking like, okay, how, do, how does this translate into the sports world? How, have we seen an example of this? And I can't help but think like of course. Somebody, somebody in Game of Thrones there. Th- now, okay, did somebody get fired for this? We don't know. But do you think? I mean, you can't get fired. The show's over. The every all the production stuff is yeah. done. Everything is everything is done already. That's a good point. You can't get fired anymore. That's a good point. Yeah. But let's say, but let's maybe say they won't get hired <laughs> for you know next time. But let's just say if this was a regular season at the end of the season and there was still more stuff, do you think somebody would get fired for that? That oversight? Probably. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. I think I so. Right. I don't know, man. Because I feel like. The Depends so who it is. Yeah, yeah. Do do we like Jim? Is he a cool guy yeah. or is it Karen? Like we don't like Karen because no. the, <laughs> the director is always like directly involved in editing and shit like that. So that motherfucker didn't see it either. Like you're gonna. Oh, fire oh yeah, director? that's the whole thing. There's a lot of people here that yeah. probably didn't see it. So going back to the sports comparison here, the one I was thinking about recently is oh Barcelona. What? Barcelona, <laughs> bro. They let me down today. <laughs> okay, that's they not the one. They completely did not show up to work today, and they just <laughs> let. Liverpool do whatever they wanted to do, dude. I, it, we, <sighs> you guys, come on, man. Barcelona, dude, up three nothing at home again. Up three nothing, and then you come into you go to Anfield and you lay an egg and yeah. you give up four goals <laughs> to a team that didn't have their two of their best offensive players and including their best player. Yeah. So good job, Barcelona. Clap. Tick 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 tick. Anyway, um, but no, the comparison I was gonna make it to was, uh, David Beckham. Uh. Standing at Lockhart Stadium, holding up a 305 shirt, standing in front of that concrete jungle with that or that yeah, that concrete jungle is that what you call it? Whatever that whole sure. that jungle scene that was behind him, actual doing, jungle, yeah, actual jungle doing a press conference, Perry Jungle Island, yeah. Because I'm thinking there, I'm like, you know what? Who's the PR person? That's like a giant Starbucks cup to me. You know what I mean? That's like just a giant Starbucks cup in the background, and Beckham is there talking, and nobody's going, yeah. Really bad. Like they could have, they could have done that press conference anywhere, yeah, anywhere, and it would have been significantly better than where they did it. Than where? Than where they did it. Oh yeah. Like 
I can't. Like, it's so bad that he's standing there. Like, a freaking snake or something could have popped out of there and bit. Can you imagine that, Bro, dude? Bigfoot could have walked by. Bigfoot, all of a sudden. Or, like, in the remember the movie Signs? When yes. the alien goes through the cornfield? Like, what if as he's it's talking? behind. <laughs> and it's just Slatani Ibrahimovic. You <laughs> 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 just see some lost Fort, Fort Lauderdale striker <laughs> walking through the background. Like, where am I? <laughs> PC. PC. I, I, actually, PC is. Um, he's on the white caps now. That's right, yeah. Yep. He's, he's, he's yeah. in Orlando now. He's in Vancouver. But, dude, how funny. <laughs> like Bruce Silverman walks by in the Bruce background. Bruce Silverman, yeah. <laughs> Back of the net. <laughs> no, no, Ronaldo. It had to be, it has to be oh, Ronaldo. Oh, yeah, 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 Ronaldo. Just yeah. like, wait, wait. <laughs> Wearing his Nike Strikers jersey. <laughs> it's a nice jersey, by the way. It I is. Yeah, I, I got I that had. one. You got it? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I want it. <laughs> I actually have that one. Didn't, but yeah. didn't our boy Lopes from uh, Nopes from Wafs give Nopes? you a jersey? No, he gave me a Strikers one. Me too. But not that one. I, that, one that one I one got okay. covering, I think, their last game. Oh, okay. You bought it? Yeah. Oh, okay. But it was, like, super discounted. Uh, like, okay, it was just okay. like, yeah, we're getting rid of these. I was like, yeah, man. Here's a 20. That's <laughs> Damn it. I missed out. So, yeah, bro, it pays to do those crappy streams. Yeah. <laughs> those, those hard games, bro. It does. Um, But... Yeah, that, I think that would have been the most perfect thing, like Ronaldo just walking through the background. But again, I, I feel like somebody – that was just such a bad call, such a bad look yep. for for what's going on. And in recent uh, stadium news, did you hear FXE, I believe, which is the company that was – They were um, trying to b- bring a USL squad to yeah, Fort Lauderdale. to Fort Lauderdale, and they had bid on that land and whatnot, and they were filing an injunction, of, of, uh, an injunction officially removed – their suit yes opening the way now for Beckham to continue his thing apparently tomorrow there might be some big devis demolition watch party or something yeah at Lockhart right. Stadium um but yeah that's that's what's going on with that so it looks like we're finally gonna start seeing a little bit of progress so I was th- I, I'm curious to see w- what's gonna happen there but now going back to the Starbucks cup here man I I, I did you see the other memes where they started putting it in the background of other like famous things that yes. have been happening? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like. Uh, <laughs> I saw some in like some presidential moments or something like that. I saw one where Ronaldo scores a goal and it's just like right by his feet or yeah. something like that. <laughs> so yeah, I love the internet, man. They always come through. Yeah, man. But all right, so Gus, we got that going down, right? But I want to get into a little little action. What's on the television right now? What do we got going on? We got Philly Raptors. We both agree we hate Philadelphia, right? We do. This why? Game, game five. But why do we hate him? I think why we, do you not like the Sixers? I don't like Embiid. You don't like him? I don't like him. I don't know if I... I, I think he's obnoxious. I think he's too confident for somebody that's never proven anything. And it, not to his fault because he, he keeps, keeps getting injured. Yeah. Well, that's kind of your but fault. That's not your fault. If you get injured, that's not your fault. You know? I guess you could. Depends uh, unless, how you look at unless it. Unless you're not taking care of yourself. But yeah, that's what I'm saying. Depends you know, how you look at it. Yeah. But, like, man, you haven't done anything. Like, mm-hmm. stop talking all this shit. Like, if you're the fucking best thing since sliced bread, bro. I mean, he is a sp- like when he is healthy, he's a sp- he's a he's a specimen. He's a great player. Yeah, he is. Like, I, even right now, he's 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 healthy and he's playing great. I heard this. The, they called him a point center. Like, are you kidding me? What the hell's that? Because he's got great foot movement. Yeah, and he's yeah. just he can pop a three, bro. Like, yeah. are you kidding me? Come yeah. on, it's the center, man. Get down under the rim. Um, but yeah, we got the Raptors and Sixers. We both agree we don't like the Sixers. My reasons, I don't know. I've just, I can't put my finger on it, but there's just, yeah, they rubbed me the wrong way. I liked Ben Simmons his rookie year. Don't like him anymore. Yeah. Don't like him anymore. Just 
I haven't seen anything in his game that makes me go. I I, I was oh, real high on his potential, and I feel like mm, I've seen everything. Yeah. No, you got Jimmy Butler in the squad, and Jimmy Butler's uh, taking away his touches because Jimmy Butler's just better than Ben Simmons. Yeah, but you I know? don't like Jimmy Butler either. I like Jimmy Butler. You like him? I yeah. was so happy when the Heat did not get him. He's not the answer to anybody's woes. You know what I mean? Yeah. But he's he's an awesome. He's a good, good player. player. Yeah, but fun. I didn't want him. I I just yeah. I, I want him as far away from Miami as possible. <laughs> but um, but now let's flip the coin here. So Sixers are losing right now to Toronto. So Toronto looks like they're going to go up three games to two here. It's late. It's about midway through the fourth quarter. Um, Toronto's looking really well. I I yeah. forgot that they got not only do they have Kawhi Leonard from from uh, former San Antonio, but they yeah. also got Denny Green. Yeah, they get they, they were both included in that trade. I totally forgot about him. Forgot that he's a factor. They got Marcus Soule, which I like. Kyle Lowry is man, like that guy doesn't impress you with anything other than he's just a tough dude. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Like he doesn't he's he's not bigger than anyone, he's not faster than anyone, he's not stronger than anyone. He's just a fucking tough guy, bro. And he, he just puts it up. But when you look at him side by side with anybody, most like the other nine players on the court for the uh-huh. most times, most part he's gonna be like eh, that guy so he's kind of like my hero like like yo dude he's kind of like a little rudy out there you know he but, is like a but the rudy. good rudy the good rudy the, the one that's not offside yeah the one that wasn't offside uh, <laughs> so i i kind of there's something about this raptors team that i like i've always liked marcus all too I, yeah me too i've, I've always liked, liked him it. i like I, both gasol brothers yeah i like mark i like mark i like seeing what he's doing here i don't even know Especially where since they're from barcelona barcelona oh that's right never mind uh, you know what dude, nah, now i don't I like ruined it. it did i ruin it now you? you ruined it bro <laughs> Way to bomb that one there for me, Gus. Yes. But uh, so that series is looking like it's going, you know, 3-2 in favor of Toronto here. So they'll go back to Philly for game six. Now the other series, last night, sticking with the East, Celtics and Bucks. Go ahead, man. Bro. Go ahead and trash your boy. Who do you – I mean, I'm not going to lie. I thought the Celtics would win this. I thought it would be close. I thought the Celtics would win this. I – you can go back to our prior shows. I, I thought the Bucks reminded me of the Raptors. I thought they'd be a good mm-hmm. regular season team. No, you know why the um, Anthony, I mean, not Anthony, Giannis Antetokounmpo. Mm-hmm. Antetokounmpo. Antetokounmpo. I, I explained how to say his name to somebody the other day, and it blew their mind. Really? You got to pronounce it in Spanish. Antetokounmpo. Antetokounmpo. Yeah. Holy shnikes. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah, dude. Antetokounmpo. Yep. Oh. Nah, now you can say it. Now you made him Hispanic. I That's like right. More. That's right. Um, but you're saying? Yeah, he's Mediterranean. So, um, <laughs> Raptors, even when, you know, in past seasons where they had Kyle Lowry and uh, what's his homeboy that got traded to this? DeMar DeRozan. Yeah, DeMar DeRozan. None of those guys are, are even sniffing Antetokounmpo's jockstrap, bro. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So you can have the teams be exactly the same. But one has Antetokounmpo, one has Giannis, yeah. the other one doesn't. That's the difference, man. I one get that. One is an MVP candidate, the others are not. I get that, but again, like to take a page out of your Embiid criticism, Giannis, we've gotten a small sample size from him. You know, he's been we have, yeah. He's been he's been sick. There's been no injury concerns, but we're also you know like. This is the first time that they make it this far in the playoffs. This is a lot of first right now. You know, yeah. first time that they've been number one seed. So I'm not going to just, you know, go, oh, shit. Yeah, I'm all in with them. Plus, Boston, you would look on paper like they would be the team that would give them a bigger challenge. Yes. That they would put up a better fight. You're not seeing that at all. And I blame Paul Pierce. Because yeah, of he's <laughs> Yeah. Oh, get out of here. To quote Paul Pierce after game one where the uh, Celtics uh, – Celtics they, they won. Took game one yeah, they in took game one Milwaukee. in Milwaukee. 
They said he said, I think the series is over. <laughs> <laughs> Since then they're 0 and 3. And this guy went from shooting 8 for 22 in game 3 to 7 for 22 in game 4 yesterday. And bro, Kyrie Irving just nothing, bro. Can't just can't buy a bucket, bro. Yeah. Can't buy a bucket. Everybody else on that Celtics team is just playing so like down, down, down. Like there's really no excitement. There's no they're not wowing you. There's no team ball. There's nothing. It's just they're they're just they're looking flat out there. But yet even at their flat, they were leading at the half yesterday. What's funny is that after game three, um uh Kyrie Irving, he went eight for twenty two. Yeah, in and game three. Yeah, he said, You're not gonna see me do that again. Yeah, and then the next game he goes seven <laughs> for twenty three. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, No, I'm gonna do it worse. Yep. But oh, I God, think the man. big I think the real big um the deciding or the big change in this series has been Giannis, man, and he's just what he's, he's dominating, dude. Dude, he is. He is. He's getting to the rim. Putting up like 39 points Dude, he's and getting shit. to the rim. He's putting up buckets. And it's in the style and fashion in which he's doing it. He's just yeah. dominating. They don't have an answer for him. He's like a bigger – he's got like the stretch size and, and touch of a Durant, but with more aggressiveness. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Durant's going to hit you – He's gonna, you know, he's gonna jab you from distance, where where this guy's just gonna come in and punch you in your face. Mm-hmm. Um, which, by the way, totally off subject. Did you see that knockout in that UFC fight this weekend? The the fake spin, the, to the double punch spin in the face? to yes. the punch in the face, but no, great. the kick to the stomach before that. Oh, so, I didn't see that. So right, so they're oh, squaring up. Notice, yeah. So they're squaring up, and homeboy goes, yeah, does like that Luke <laughs> kick, you know, like or no, the Johnny Cage kick, like that, you know, the power kick. And, uh, bro, it hits this guy square in, like, the gut area. And the guy falls back, like, five feet, hits the floor. And then he slowly gets up. The guy didn't pounce on him, right? And then right when he gets up, that's when this guy comes in and does that double spin. Ah, and then, yep. boom, in and the then, face, dude. Yep, man. Oh, That was great. Oh, that was so... Bro, it's kind of hard to watch, bro. When I saw it at first, I was like, oh, like I cringed, you know? Yeah, I'm like, man. Ah. Guy, the guy, he got knocked out cold. He just fell flat on his face. I, I thought he died. <laughs> I thought we witnessed the murder. I was like, oh, my God, this guy just there's how do you get up from that? How you know do you what, do bro? anything after that? As fucked up as this as it sounds, it's yeah. going to happen one day, bro. Someone's going oh, to die one day, dude. For sure. For sure. I mean, because, if, if, if boxers have died in a boxing ring and you have cushion and padding and you have all this stuff. Yeah. Uh, it, it's it's only a matter of time. till one of these punches goes the wrong way. And then these, sometimes these guys get kicked in the fucking face, oh, dude. It's horrible. The knees to the face one. Oh, yes. There was a knee knockout the other day, too, that I can't remember yeah. who did it. I don't know any of these fighters. But, man, bam, right in the face, dude. Oh, <laughs> But that punch, dude, that was like some shit straight out of Mortal Kombat, dude, when he did that yeah. spinning. Boom. That was nice. I was like, ooh. Oh, that guy that guy was Johnny Cage. All he needed to do afterwards was just pull out the shades and just pop him on right there. Well, that would have nice. been legit. Flawless victory. Flawless I want to see somebody. You know what Mortal Kombat should have done? Fatality. Giving somebody, giving one of these fighters, like, a little towel to hide in their, uh-huh. their shorts. So after they win, they pull it out, and it says flawless victory. Oh, oh man. That would have been some call. great marketing. Somebody's got to do that. Bro, who, who, who does Mortal Kombat? Konami? Is, is that even still a company? I don't know. No, it's not. It's uh, Midway, I think. Midway, yeah. yeah I don't even know. Whoever does Mortal Kombat nowadays, you guys need to hire me. Just uh, hot at your boy. At <laughs> Dude, Sixers are down 30 Ooh. <laughs> with six minutes to go. Yeah, it makes me happy. Yep. but That's what's up. Yeah, man. Oh, This guy definitely that, – that was just hard to watch. But anyway – um, I forgot where we were with this or where we were going. Um, I lost my train of thought. Yeah, we're just talking basketball. But what were we talking about that I got into this guy getting punched in the face like that? I don't know. I don't know. Ante <laughs> 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 uh, Kumpo. Oh, okay. So Ante Kumpo, man, he's he's just like so much more physical and stronger. 
he's getting a lot of calls. I get it, but it's yeah. you're a big guy. People don't know how to stop you. They're gonna take hits at you, so you're gonna, you know, he's he's not getting a lot of calls. He's taking a lot of hits. Yes. You know, like he's taking a lot of unnecessary swipes in the face and things like that. Hey, the people are gonna play more rough on him. Mm-hmm. You know, it's the shack factor, hack a shack. Yeah. You know what I mean? You have? Did you ever have any? No, you're you're like the oldest cousin in your family, right? I uh, yeah, no, you're, I had an older cousin. She yeah? kicked my ass all she the time. She kicked your ass all, all the time. Well, she you can't really. She rough was her a bully. <laughs> she was a tomboy. But like, I have I have oh. an older cousin, and whenever we would play with each other, yeah, I would fucking go extra hard. Oh and, yeah, and he couldn't. You know what I mean? But I For would. For sure. No, yeah. To make it even. I've had the reverse. I've been the cousin who's been beat up on oh, by yeah. the little cousins <laughs> because I, I got too physical with the little ones and then they started crying. I'm like, fuck. Yeah. But then when I got to when the bigger cousin uh, used to beat me up, I was filled with fear so I could never rat her out. So she just dominated. <laughs> um, and it's funny because to this day, Stop uh, being a bitch. Yeah, I haven't seen her in a while. But last time, it, whenever I do see her, I'm like, yo, try me now. Yeah. Try me now. Come on. Let's go. That's you ain't going to nice do that thing. shit to me now. That is a nice thing to say to your girl cousin. <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, like I said, she was a mega tomboy as a kid growing up. And we used to do this thing where I, she would lay down on the ground, right? And then she would, like, okay, so so imagine you're sitting, you're laying down on the ground like this, right, face up. And then you curl your legs, like your knees to your chest. Uh-huh. And then I would sit on her feet. Yeah. Right? And then she would fucking Launch catapult you? me. Like nice. 15 feet in your hit the ground she's that's like, fucking fun yeah until i just keep repeatedly falling getting hurt and i'm scared and then i'm like oh, and she's like stop being a bitch get over here stop being a bitch yeah. <laughs> so she would uh she was she was definitely the uh the dominant one you but, like that yeah no <laughs> 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 fuck you kathy uh <laughs> but anyway enough repressed memories uh moving on now so milwaukee's they're, they're sitting pretty now at three games to one yeah going back now to Milwaukee to close out the series. Yeah. Open and shut case. Yes. Open and shut. Now, the West. We got some series out there. The West is lit. Your new favorite player, Dame Lillard. Dame Lillard, bro. Is 2-2 with Denver. And those games, it was a quadruple overtime game. Those are fun because Denver is the higher seed. Mm -hmm. But Portland looks like they're the only team in the West. Well, you know, Houston's playing I. Yeah. But everybody, like, I don't know. Everybody wants Portland to be the team. Yeah, that overtakes the Warriors eventually because Dame Lillard is so fucking likable, man. Yeah, no, he is. He definitely is. He's he's balling out of his mind. Yeah, jeez, balling out of his mind. But the uh, that series is two two. The I I still have a problem where I can only name you one guy on the Denver team, and that's that Jokic guy. That's all I know because Jokic, yeah, that's all. I I don't know a single other player on Denver Nuggets. Uh, Do you you know anybody? Nope. Is there a Moutier guy on that team still? Maybe. Kind of look that up. I don't know. If you know, if, if I'm right, I'm going to name Moutier. Is, uh, is Carmelo Anthony still on that team? <laughs> uh, <laughs> Alex English, is he still on that team? I don't know. They should have. Yeah. They should um, have signed Carmelo just for the hell of it. Yeah, bro. You know there's still guys rocking. Oh, the they got car. Jamal Murray and Isaiah Thomas. Jamal Murray? Yeah. Don't know who that is. You don't know who that is? No. Is Isaiah Thomas playing? Or is he like bench? He's probably he's on the bench. Okay. They got Paul Millsap. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They got Paul Millsap. Wait, I yeah. thought he was on the Blazers. Paul Millsap? Yeah. <laughs> Damn, I'm confused. Um, but anyway, that's that series is looking like it's fun. I've just I haven't been able to catch a game. We were we were out gambling during the quadruple overtime game the other that's night. That's right. Yep. You know, over at Magic City Casino. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was a great time. But I missed that game. Now, the game that I did finally get a chance to watch was yesterday, where I tuned in to watch the Little Rockets, Little Warriors. 
Warriors were up two games to one. Game was in Houston. Houston's looking to tie up the series. The home team has won every game so far. And Houston. <sighs> okay. I'm just going to say it, bro. James Harden is fucking, like, he's dying his eyeball red or some shit, bro. Like, have you ever met anybody that has gotten touched in the face? Because it didn't even look like that hard of a hit, right? Have you seen the replay of the hit? Maybe I only yeah. saw, like, one quick replay of it. Maybe I'm missing something here. It looks like what happens to any of us when we're playing basketball on the street. Yeah. And when do you develop this, like, Kano eye from Mortal Kombat, you know, where all of a sudden this Never. cyborg thing? When do you turn into the T-1000, you like, know? Unless homeboy, like... Or T-2000, which one is it? The T-1000. 1000? From, uh... Terminator? Terminator, yeah. Is that the one with the red eye? Yes. Okay, I don't know. You get what I'm saying. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> when the fuck do you turn into that, dude? Like, it, it, you get tapped on the eye, and all of a sudden... Look, and unless Draymond Green, like, stuck his finger in his asshole and then swiped it across James Harden's <laughs> face, like, that's the only way. That's the only way, right? <laughs> he started getting that booty juice in there, that's scratching right, in there. He's like, hey, hey, hey. Hey, Harden, yeah, again, yeah, right I, there in the face. I got something for you, Harden. <laughs> <laughs> Some of this booty sweat. <laughs> Al Pacino. <laughs> Al Pacino booty sweat. Oh, shit, dude. Fuck yeah, man. Oh, God. That's, there, that's called the Tropic Thunder. That's the, what that movie's that's, called. That movie's called the Tropic Thunder. Is 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 uh, is um, Robert Downey Jr.'s character in Tropic Thunder his second best role behind Iron Man? Yes. Yes, right? Of course. We can say that, right? Yeah, you can say that. That's... That's a fact. That's a fact. That's Lemon Top City five. Live fact. Top five. Top five. Yeah. Mount five more of Robert Downey Jr. characters. Yep, yep. All yep. right. Okay, good. <laughs> what's, what's next after that, though? Like, Dick Tracy? I mean, not Dick Tracy. <laughs> what's um, it, like Sherlock Holmes or something? <laughs> Sherlock Holmes, yeah, that's what I meant to um, say. Well, you know, for all the praise that Robert Downey Jr. gets, I'm, I can't name another Robert Downey Jr. movie. The, uh, the Judge. The judge? Yeah, where his dad is a judge. <laughs> <laughs> and he get, and uh what's it called his dad is like really old i forget what, what this actor's name is oh. what is the consigliere from the godfather what's that guy's yeah name? no i know what you're talking about um anyways I, yeah, yeah yeah you know what that movie is mm -hmm. he, like he uh he's like an old senile guy and he like i don't know if he runs someone over with his car and then something like that robert downey jr has to defend him i don't know but they don't get along so it's dramatic <laughs> i know which one you're talking about i i do remember and i can't remember the the judge guy but hold on i want to look up his filmography here because dude i wait you know imdb him yeah i mean he was big like he was really big like i think late 80s early 90s and then he got into drugs and then he had his comeback johnny b good i don't oh, know johnny b good huh yeah all right Chaplin. Oh, he was Charlie Chaplin. Oh, he was Charlie Chaplin. That was a good thing, huh? When was that? 1992. There you go. So the early 90s. Okay. He was um, probably doing on drugs then. Whoa, he was in a movie called Two Girls and a Guy. Ooh. Hmm. I thought you were going to say One Cup. Yeah, I, was like, I, know. I don't remember him in that. He was in, uh, <laughs> whoa, he was in the movie U.S. Marshals with Tommy he, Lee Jones. Really? U.S. Marshals, yeah. Oh. Ah. Well, I never picked him in that. All right. Um, dude, I seriously, I don't know any of these movies that he's. That he did, that he got. Okay, he was in Gothica. Okay. Is that, uh, that ring a bell? Kind of. Okay. Uh, the Shaggy Dog. The Char Shaggy Dog. Charlie Bartlett, The Incredible Hulk. Tropic Thunder. Definitely Sherlock Holmes. Then there's the whole Iron Man. Yeah. Oh, he was in that movie Due Date with uh, Fat Jesus, um, Galifianakis. Oh, okay. Remember that yeah, one? 
yeah. Really well, weird they're, movie. They're, it's like a road trip across yeah. country. Yeah, I do remember that movie. Yeah, it was that like was funny. That was like uh, Zach Galifianakis overkill. Yeah. And it was just like, let's see how much people can stand. And apparently people could stand a lot of that guy because yeah. I was at the verge of going, fuck this guy, dude. He was just <laughs> so obnoxious. But it was it was really good. Yeah. Oh, The Judge. That's all it tells me is the name of the movie. Um, well, wow. Who's, I, who's the, the Okay, dad? hold on. I'll tell you right now. It uh, Robert Duvall. That's Robert what it Duvall, is. man. Yeah. Kept, I'm like, Robert, what? what is it? Robert Redford? Mm-hmm. No, it's not Robert Redford. But, dude, I cannot name you the top five Robert Downey Jr. movies. I well, can't even give you a list. Iron Man 1, <laughs> Iron Man 2. <laughs> Avengers. <laughs> Got to throw that one in there. Okay. Yeah, yeah, no Iron Man 3, though. No, 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 no. no that doesn't make the cut. It doesn't. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so where, where were we on this? Robert Downey Jr.? I don't know. We've been sidetracked so much already. It's okay. Um, That's what we do. Uh, so back to James Harden. <laughs> <laughs> back to some sports balls here. He, uh, I've never seen anybody get slapped like this. Now, homeboy cried. Chris Paul, another guy I don't like. I don't like anything in Houston. You like Houston? No, I don't. Houston like Philly final. Who would you go for? Oh God, I don't know. Man, I'd go for the referees. I just want them to like. I w- I wouldn't watch if it's Houston and Philadelphia. I wouldn't watch. I, p- I probably would watch just because, you know, we have to talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> I probably didn't get the cliff notes from you. I yeah. probably, shit, man, maybe I'd go for. I would go for. Wow, I can't think of no. who I would root for in that, in that I'd situation. I'd go for Philly just because I like Jimmy Butler. That's it. He's the only player in those two squads that I find likable. Really? Yep. Uh, I would, fuck, I can't. I can't pick a team. <laughs> I don't like any of these. Do you I, like Nene? Uh, no. I might go for Philly just because I like their logo better and their uniforms. I don't like anything aesthetically of oh, Houston. Oh, they got a dookie. Huh? They got a dookie. A dookie? On, in Philly. Who's dookie? Uh, they got a dookie, a duke player. Oh, okay. Wait, who? who? What's his name? White guy. White? Oh. Shoots oh. threes. Oh, JJ Reddy. <laughs> there you go, JJ. That's my, uh, that's my, that's my dude. White guy with an unwhite guy name. Yep, JJ Reddick. That guy can get it. Uh, I mean, he can, he can shoot it. Uh, right. <laughs> I like him. <laughs> I like him. Very nice. Uh, but no, I yeah, I'd probably go for just because of him. I don't like anything about James Harden, bro. I neither. I don't like his game. He doesn't I, play against the other players. He plays the refs. That's what he does. Yeah, it's boring. I get that it's that's boring po- to watch. Yeah, you know what it's like. It's like Mayweather. Yeah, like I know exactly. you're good. I know you're good at a certain thing. It's just not what people like. He's good at manipulating the game. Yeah. He's not good at playing the game uh, the way it's supposed to be And maybe played. he is. He just doesn't – he chooses not to go that route. That's true. He chooses for, like, the more uh, unconventional thing. Like, I was watching, and, I, and props to SVP. I was watching – I think it was after that game one or game two when they were doing all the cries about the fouls and everything uh-huh. but not getting any calls. Uh, Scott Van Pelt came out and just put Harden on blast. He was showing video of how he normally shoots three-pointers. Right, yeah. where he's you know he's got space and he, he legit jumps up, shoots it, and his jump distance is is very minimal. You know he's jumping up and then this and that. But on all the calls that he was contesting for or trying for that he didn't get any calls on, on all those like non foul calls, like he's really jumping like way too much forward and he's putting more emphasis on trying to draw the foul yep. than actually taking the shot. Exactly. And it was just like no fuck you dude like get out of here. Yeah. So I I thought. Uh, SVP put him on blast pretty nicely. It was well done. 
Yep. And it's like, yo, if you're really complaining, just like focus in, on just making the shots. You had the space. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like the spirit of the rule is to prevent someone from jumping into you mm-hmm. when you're taking a shot in your own space. Yeah. Not from not to like see if you can get somebody to jump up in the air so you can jump into them. Yeah. And I get it. You know, uh, I mean? you know Dwayne Wade made a living out of getting people to, to draw. But that was a one particular play that he would do at certain moments. But that's not what he was looking to do every single time he drove down the court, which is what Harden is looking to do. You know what I mean? Is how to get this call and how to do all this stuff. I, I exactly. Just, it did it, I, ugh, I didn't like it. Um, but anyway, so I, I've never seen anybody with this red eyeball last this long, dude. I mean, I've seen stoners go on stoner binges that are, that lasted that, that where they just their eyes are just not that bloodshot and it doesn't last this long, dude. We're about to hit game five tonight or tomorrow. Tomorrow night is going to be yep. game five, and he's going to show up with his robo eyes still. Like, yeah. <laughs> get the fuck out of here, bro. Like, wh- no, there's something up there, bro. Like, is it just me or does it seem like really weird that that thing is still that red? No, I mean, it, is like it you the, said, like you said, he's dying it. Yeah, it's he's dying it. He's got some fucked up contacts, or it's that booty juice, that Al Pacino. The, that's that how Al we Pacino, got into it. Man, booty sweat. That's how we got into it. It was it's the, booty, the sweat. booty sweat. Booty sweat. <laughs> but I just I, I love the pussy. <laughs> 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 now, oh, but okay, so in that series, I mean, we 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 agree we don't like Houston, but do you like Golden State? Like, are you? Do you enjoy? I actually enjoy watching them play more. Of course, a, they're they're fun to they're yeah. a fun team to watch, man. They move the ball well. They're they're dynamic. They but do everything. They're just fun. But yes, it is boring that they win every year. Yeah, I do. That's why I'm pulling for Portland. Portland. Yeah. I'll go for Port. I like Portland. I Rip just, City. Rip City. I like. Uh, I I do like the Portland factor. I don't like Kevin Durant, dude. He's baby back bitch, bro. Like <laughs> I, I don't like him, man. Stop being a bitch. He's just. Uh, I don't know. There's some. He's so fucking good, though, bro. He like, is. He's amazing. You know who I'm starting to dislike? Draymond. Well, oh, nobody God. likes Shrek. You know what I mean? Nobody. Nobody likes. I think he just goes. He does. He's a little too extra sometimes, man. Yeah, but like, I. But I'm okay with it because he's embraced that role and that character for, since day one. It's not like he became yeah. that recently. You know what I mean? No, the first time they made it to the finals, he he was liked. He wasn't that. Really? Yeah. I feel like he's always been obnoxious and like, you know, the that he's the glue guy, you know, but I'm going to be over he the top. He was the glue guy, but he wasn't like fucking Yeah. Like I now mean, he's kind of dirty sometimes, you know. Oh well, yeah, yeah. He's he takes little shots, you know, gives little elbow jabs in the nuts. And and like getting um getting called for not flagrants, um technical fouls all the time, but just running your mouth. Yeah, but Kevin Durant's on, got dude. a ton of technicals too, man. Oh, like yeah, that exactly. guy's he's yeah. just Bro, it's just for for KD, the fact that he has burner account phones, and I bet you if he listened oh, to yeah, me criticizing no, 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 no. this right now, he'd probably like you know like who the fuck does this guy think? like? Oh no, we're we're gonna get tweeted yeah. for sure. Like, <laughs> that's some weird account where it has like five followers. Yeah, you know, and it's like come on, only man. follows like, Kevin Durant. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like he just like you gotta be bigger than that, you know. You gotta step above that stuff. Yeah. Um. So yeah, Kevin Durant. Mm, yeah. I don't like it, but isn't it crazy to think though that Kevin Durant, James Harden, and Russell Westbrook were all on that same team together at one point, bro? That's crazy, man. Man, that could Thunder, Thunder GM, dude. Bro, it's fucked that, up. Yeah, man, that fucked Thunder GM is probably uh, the same GM that the Marlins had. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Throw him into the pit. Oh no! That guy, dude. You seriously, Ooh. right now, if you had, if you still had those threes. 
there'd be no Golden State. No. There'd be no LeBron James doing what he did. That nope. team would be the most dominant team. Yeah, man. Like those three guys with whatever other two guys, if they're if they developed into the same players they are today, you know, where this guy's as yeah. dominant as he is and James Harden is a scorer, those three guys on the court at the same time, like fuck, bro. That's a scary, scary thought. You know what would even be scarier if they were all doing that in Seattle Sonics uniforms, which oh, should have happened, nice. you know what I'm yeah. saying? But <laughs> I digress. But man, it is something to think about, man. Yeah. How do you is do you give I don't know. Do you, you give him a what? Do you, yeah, we threw him into the pit. But do you think it's his fault though, or is he just if only so much he could do? I don't think there's only so much he could do. I think he there's there were opportunities to keep it all together, and he just didn't get it done. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like as soon as James Harden left, well, they traded away James Harden. Uh, Durant yeah, was a free true. agent. That's true. They traded Harden to, and I forgot what they got for him, but it was nothing. No. And not even remote half. It was of it was a Miguel Cabrera trade. It was a Miguel Cabrera trade. Yeah, yeah. shit. It was so they yeah. got back Lewis Brinson and gave away Yelich. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. damn. Legit. Yeah, legit. Yeah. By the way, Lewis Brinson, minors. Uh-huh. Yeah, he's a, he got sent down. He got sent down, dude. That guy ain't coming back up this season, at all, bro. Nah, I, he's a nice guy, nice, nice guy. But Lewis Brinson, man, you cannot, you cannot. It's just it. it when we traded away Miggy and we got back Andrew Miller and Cameron Mabin. It took Miggy a few years to get to that MVP uh, threshold, you know? And, yeah, we knew we were trading away a phenomenal baseball player, but he just became out of this world. And Cameron Mabin had to deal with that, and Andrew Miller had to live in the shadow of being the guys traded for such a huge guy. But it wasn't an immediate impact return for, for Detroit to the level that it was what um Milwaukee. what the Milwaukee got for for Christian Yelich? I mean, from the moment they got him, they got an MVP, and then this yep. season, hey, I'm gonna hit 14 home runs in the month of uh, April. You know, yeah. <laughs> entire record, and it's like I'm just gonna pick up where I left off. Like it just ridiculous. Lewis Princeton stood no chance, dude, and they forced him no. up into the majors last year early. Not only that, man. Like if you you're gonna if, weight, you're gonna, bro. if you're gonna have a shitty batting average, at least be a monster on the field. No, he's making mistakes. Not even that, man. Errors on uh, errors, errors on in defense. the outfield. Like. Yeah, bro. It's just it's bad. And I feel like the only way Brinson is ever going to recover from this is going to be in a complete change of scenery. It's got to be, but well, you're not going to get any. Down. Yeah, they're going to no. But I'm talking about because he could like tear it up. Club? He could tear it up in AAA. He could tear it up in AA wherever they send him. But the guy, there's he's got the yips, but like the yeah. complete yips, not just the I can't throw the ball back to yips. I got complete game yips in the majors. I'm not. I can't. In, in unfair to him. Every morning he's gonna wake up and he's gonna compare himself to what Christian Yelich is doing. Unfair, yep. unfair. Not he shouldn't have to, but he's the guy who was traded for the MVP. He's the guy who is playing in the shadow of of Christian Yelich. Who would have thought? Because I was a critic of Yelich when he was here. Yeah, I wasn't always like ah, but I, I I thought we did the wrong thing in trading him. Of course, but I didn't think he was gonna be this good. I didn't nobody think he did. was gonna be this good. I, you nobody could have anticipated that he was gonna be. The MVP the year after getting realize, traded, you know what I mean? Do you realize not that not only is he better than Stanton, yeah. he's much better than Stanton. He <laughs> is a much better baseball player, of course, than Giancarlo Stanton. He's a what is it? What do you call four way player? Five star player, five tool player, five tool player. There no, you go. No, but it's not just that. Like all around, well, yeah, it, it's it's that, but just his production across the fi- mm-hmm. across the board, his slash lines, everything is 
way better than anything Giancarlo done. Giancarlo hit fifty what nine home runs that one year. Yeah, fifty nine. You know, and and it was great. And he he bro he, you know, he chick stick the long ball, bro. He can crush yeah. him better than anyone. Yeah. But Yelich is crushing it. He's doing everything, and he's doing it at a bargain. Seven years, forty nine million. Well, this guy you're paying, man. you know, thirty something million a year, bro. Like, oof, that's a tough one there. But we're the Marlins. All right, you know, get hooked. <laughs> Fish talk. There's your Marlins update. Uh, but anyway, Jim, Har- J- Jim Harden, James Harden, that guy's a bitch. Well, Jim is short for James. You can call him Jim. Yeah, I'm gonna call him Jim Harden. Jim Harden. Jim Harden, with his bad eye. Yeah. I don't know, man. I, I get, I can't, I can't get past it, bro. That that weird shit. It's just, it bothers the shit out of me. You know what else bothers me though? What's other another weird thing? And it's just, I guess it's just strange things. But there's a show yeah. on MTV called "How Far Is Tattoo Far." I guess All now. Right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read you the description of what this show is, okay? And I want you to tell me if this is something that you would think is hey, it's a good idea. All right. All right. And it says here, it was actually renewed for a second season. It says, each episode features pairs of friends or family who have each designed a tattoo for the other. The tattoo isn't revealed to the recipient until the end of the show, keeping them and the viewer in suspense. How about that? That's crazy. I get to design a tattoo for you. No thanks. Exactly, dude. It's I, it's, <laughs> it's hard to trust somebody that you like. It's gonna be your Larry Fresh logo. That's yeah. You know what I'm <laughs> like, saying? Great. I have a tattoo <laughs> of Edwin's face on my ass. Like. And that's what people have done on this, dude. I've yeah. watched some of this shit, and I'm like, bro, like some fucking lady got a uh, a trash can with like mosquitoes and shit flying out of it right <laughs> next to her fucking pussy and shit bro that's I, fucked i'm up, telling bro. you dude i'm like what the fuck and then the guy's like yeah because you're a hoe and you got a smelly cooch and shit you know i'm like what <laughs> and she's like you put a trash can next to my cooter and i'm like what the hell am i watching nope i would have been like nope sorry breaking contract bro. not happening dude and but you can't because at that point the tattoo's already on you like, oh, you don't do you see n- it. You, so you, you're not watching it as they're putting no, it on? No, no, nothing. It's, it's, it's complete reveal. That's the first time you see it. Damn. That's, I don't know, who does this? Like, how badly do you want it to be on TV that, yeah, hey, I'll let anybody decide what they want to tattoo on me. And not the shit. that bad. Bro, people have put horrible tramp stamps on the back. Um, bro, this, uh, this one guy, he was like a big mama's boy. Uh-huh. And uh, he had a picture of like his mom on his back shoulder blade. Okay. So this his girlfriend or his fiance or something. She's like, no, I'm the only number one. And she put a picture of her with a crown and something saying, I'm number one, looking over at his mom on the tattoo. And that's what he got that on. Wow. So I'm like, what the fuck, bro? Just weird, weird fucking shit. If you get a chance, like, look at a trailer or two of the show. And I just I don't understand I don't understand how people do this like I don't I don't get it. I just I, I'm watching this and I'm like I gotta I I have to see if anybody out there is even remotely into this. So if you have ever watched How Far Is Tattoo Far and you have any opinions on it, please hit us up, bro. I would love to discuss this some more. But Gus, I think it's time we um we do a little quick NFL and uh, I think it's time we got some guys on hold there. You know, we got a couple of. Uh, Miami Dolphin on hold, and we That's got a right. we got a couple of uh of uh, linebackers there on hold. But before we get to them, dude, I I, I did want to say you guys did a great job last week talking about the draft, uh, you and TD. Thank you. And I I agree. I thought the Dolphins did a phenomenal job. They did, right? I I'm very happy, very happy with the selection. I wasn't at first, 
I wasn't at first. I and like you were team Haskins. I was team. Let's get a quarterback. What are okay. we doing? You know. Um, but as soon as that Rosen trade came in, then well, that made so, everything yeah, better. Yeah, as soon as the Rosen trade came in, I was very happy with that. Yeah, um, me too. Me too. I was very very happy with it. But aside from being happy with the Rosen trade, I was actually just happy that the the Dolphins were a player. You know what I mean? That they were aggressive out there. Yeah. Because I was also skeptical. I was like, man, the Dolphins, they're not gonna be they're not gonna be players for Rosen. You know, because I knew that I felt pretty strongly that Kyler Murray was going to get drafted number one. Yeah. So I knew that Rosen would be on the block. But I kept thinking, you know, the Giants will probably get him. I had more faith in other teams, you know, leapfrogging us and taking him away from us you know, than the, us actually pulling the trigger and making it happen. When the when the Giants took uh, Daniel Jones, D- Daniel Jones yeah. I knew the Dolphins were going to get Josh Rosen. Really? I just knew it. Yeah, bro. Damn, man. So See, else? I wasn't that confident, bro. I was, man. As soon as the Giants made that mistake. <laughs> <laughs> as soon as they got Eli, too. Yeah. Eli's like, body double. Y'all don't fucked up. But wait, let me ask you. When was the last time that you felt like the Dolphins actually got something like that? That they went after something and, and made a trade and you're like, oh, shit. Like, we, we got that guy? Fuck yeah. Man, I can't remember the last time, honestly. See, I got a couple in mind, but it's been a long time. And yeah. I feel like there's been more, oh, fuck, we fucked it up, or we could have got this guy, and we didn't go after him. Yeah. Um, One, I think the more recent one was when we got Brandon Marshall. I feel like okay. that was a big surprise. Well, you know what? When we, we got, went after him. When we got Indomitian and Sue, I was happy. But when I found out how much they were paying him, then yeah. I was like, what I was is never, wrong with you guys? With Indomitian and Sue, I always felt like, Fuck, we just we were just the team that paid the most. Yeah. But it wasn't like I wasn't excited about that player. No. I was like, man, this is just us. It was a headlines grab for us. Like, yeah. hey, look who the Dolphins got. But And he but, and he played well while he was here. He yeah, just didn't play player, up to but, what he was but being you, paid. No one can play up to that. That's you know, no ridiculous. one can play up to that that well, level. Well, what was um, his name? That that uh the Raiders traded to Chicago. He can. Well, Khalil Mack, but he's a Khalil linebacker, Mack, bro. Go. But as a D tackle, you're never going to put up stats to justify the contract that you're getting. It's crazy. You know what I mean? So it's it's unfortunate, but that's what I – you know, Dolphins always win the offseason. They would sign a guy here or there. But last time they made a big splash before that was the Culpepper when they went Culpepper oh, over yeah. Breeze. That's right. Which I still – I don't care what anyone says, bro. Culpepper was the right choice at the time. Um, I was happy with that deal. I thought we uh, we did it. But this is, but again, these are. That was a signing. I think the last time we made a trade was the Brandon Marshall one, and you know, or when we traded for Ricky Williams, I believe. Yeah. But Ricky we're talking Williams. like two moments in the last 15, 20 years. Yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah. to see a guy like Josh Rosen, who last year when you and I watched the draft together, we were hoping the Dolphins would select, only to get leapfrogged by the the Cardinals and have them take him. Yeah. Um, it's it's I kind of was skeptic and then I started hearing oh dolphins are really you know close to sealing a deal and then I hear oh no that's just hearsay but when it actually happened dude I was like yo I like this yeah I can dig this I'm yeah, I, I was excited to be a dog I'm like yo we got Josh Rosen we got our number one pick is something that you know we can build around we got a defensive lineman like that everybody's really high on we still kept our second round pick yo this Greer guy man did yeah. it right. I was excited. Yeah, man. Look, like I said, a lot of the picks that the Dolphins have hit on in mm-hmm. the past in the past few years are Greer's picks. Yeah. So, so yeah, you know, he did. He he impressed, mm-hmm. and then we were able to keep all that. Now, I think one thing that everybody's not talking about, and that I think that should be mentioned, is there was three quarterbacks that were drafted last year that are now all in the same division. 
three yeah. first-round quarterbacks That's that were right. drafted and are all in the same division. And the fourth quarterback in the division just happens to be the greatest quarterback of all time, maybe the greatest <laughs> player of all time. <laughs> That's pretty funny. But, dude, think about that, man. Sam Darnold with the Jets. Josh Allen who with Buffalo, who after that Buffalo game, that, uh, that we was heard his coming people, out party. Then. Yeah, it was his coming out party. Perfect way to say it. It was his coming out party, and we heard everybody talking about him in the locker room on yeah. uh, on the Dolphins side. Like, yo, that kid, he's impressive. So you you got players vouching for a young guy. You got everybody else talking about Sam Darnold. He's got the makings of it. Mm-hmm. And now you bring in Josh Rosen, a guy who was picked after both of those guys. That's you right. know, And he was given up by his team. He's got a chip on his shoulder, bro. Yeah. He's saying all the right things. You know, he's thanking all the right people, doing everything the right way. Steve Smith, shut up. <laughs> Just shut up, man. Throw him in the pit, bro. Throw his ass in the pit, bro. Steve Smith oh, was no! talking all that garbage about how Josh Rosen needs to – he was basically saying stop being a bitch and, yeah. you know, how are you going to unfollow everybody on social media, challenge the job. No, man, shut up, dude. You weren't a number one pick, man. Yeah. You're not going to challenge the number one pick. On a team, when the year before, you were the top guy chosen, you know? Like, get out of here, bro. They obviously chose somebody else because a whole new regime wants to come in. And Rosen did it all the right way. He did it politely. He showed up to all the voluntary stuff. He showed up to all the mini camps. He showed up to all the OTAs. He did everything like that. He showed up. He said, I'm here to battle. They traded him. He said, hey, thank you. Thank you for the opportunity. Thank you, Arizona. I love you guys. And you saw it, man. When he posted that thing about the Dolphins, a bunch of those Cardinals players we're commenting and yes. saying, hey, bro, congrats. you know, congrats. Yeah. You're, this is, we wish you nothing but the best. You're going to succeed. So a lot of that negative stigma that he had was gone. And Steve Smith, shut the fuck up, bro. Yeah. Like, get out of here with that. Stop being a bitch. Yeah, bro, stop being a bitch. Anyway, um, but yeah, I, I wanted to give you guys kudos, man. I, I was on the same page with you guys. And I'm curious to see. I hope Josh Rosen, I really, I'm, I'm feeling optimistic about him. Me too. And I think he's going to be in a better situation. I think the Dolphins are actually not in that far a bad place. As people are, are making it seem to be, it's amazing what one one off season would do for us for a yeah. team. Yeah, it's amazing. I think, bro. Like, I don't want to be optimistic, Dolphins homer guy here, but everybody's got us ranked thirty two, which is dead last. Well, I, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't disagree with that. I wouldn't agree with it, but I wouldn't disagree with it. But all right, let's real quickly here. Uh, I think Dolphins. Put themselves in place to kind of be that, so that the next, so that the next draft they have a shitload of picks and the most cap uh, space yeah, available. The, and, you know yeah, yeah, I mean? those are other good uh, points there. But I'm just talking about next season, man. I don't think it's gonna be that abysmal. We open up. I can't remember. I don't have the schedule here for the Dolphins in front of me, but I believe we have like six out of our first eight games are at home or something like that. We're very home loaded. To open the schedule, and, that's and then good. I think we finished like the, like three out of the last four on the road. Um, that's good to have all of our home games be at the hotter end of the season. Yeah, and 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 it's the weather will be nice, but it's just the having home field to build chemistry, to build camaraderie, and to build you know something here with a new coach. Yeah, I think it's very overlooked by a lot of people that are just dismissing us as going to be the worst team in football. Mm-hmm. But I'm looking at it this way. We got Gasecki, who's coming into a second year. Hopefully, we'll see an improvement. At worst, we'll get the same guy that we got last year, which was whatever, you know? But yeah. Kenny Stills is a baller, yo. Yeah, we got is. Albert Wilson back. I, I like our wide receiver core. Yeah, we got Albert Wilson back. Who's the other guy that, that, uh, that we're getting back? Uh, Keem Grant, mm-hmm. you know? 
Um, we'll probably pick up somebody else, hopefully. You know, there's going to be cuts in, in, in the rosters, this and that. Well, we got what's this, uh, a kid from Louisville that everybody dislikes. Oh, yeah, we got uh, <laughs> Devontae Parker. Devontae Parker. Maybe one day he'll show up. Maybe. I mean, he did make a nice pitch to uh, to Kenyon Drake. He's the one who gave the ball to Kenyon Drake. That's right. Um, speaking of, Kenyon Drake, uh, Balage. <laughs> you know, we lose Frank Gore, but we lost a guy who was, you yeah. know, who, who was here for a mission and exceeded his mission when he came to the Dolphins last season. So correct, it's correct. time for Kenyon Drake to ball out, which we saw the year before that. Yeah. You have that. You have an O-line that looks, you know, to be revamped a little bit. Defensive-wise, we get back Rashad Jones. We get back a lot of the guys. Xavier uh, Howard. Xavier Howard, Raekwon McMillan, hopefully will, you know, step it up to the next level and show mm-hmm. his potential as a top pick. You get this guy who 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 uh, Christian uh, Wilkins here. Wilkins, yeah. You know, we got – some guys, man. We oh, we drafted that kid, um, the offensive guard. They say he was the the best lineman for Wisconsin. Which last oh, I yeah, checked, yeah, Wisconsin yeah. produces some big boys, bro. Yeah, you know, <laughs> and they know how to run. So I feel like there's some really good potential. Not to mention, they just signed the FIU punter, baby, That's Stone right. Wilson. We you know what I'm stones. saying? We got st- Dolphins got stones now. Dolphins got stones, yo. So I, I feel pretty confident about what the Dolphins here. I think. We're not going to be 32, bro. I think we're going to be maybe 30. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) (laughs) No, fuck that, man. I I, I really think the Dolphins can surprise, bro. I'm not saying they're going to make the playoffs or anything, but I don't think we're in the running for Tua next season. That's what I'm going to say. I I don't think we're going to be in the running for Tua. I don't think we're going to be that bad that we're going to be fighting for that number one pick. I think Josh Rosen is an upgrade over Tannehill, is an upgrade over uh, the Brock Lobster, and is an upgrade over whatever quarterback we have. I think his skill set alone is an upgrade. Yeah. So I'm 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 expecting a step up. And last season we were not bad. You know what I mean? So I feel I like we could be closer to what we were last season and not close yeah. to what people are thinking we're gonna be this season. So Michael Dieter. Dieter, there you go. That's the guy from Wisconsin. Dieter. That's right. And then they got some Van Dyke guy or something. Uh, Andrew Van Ginkle. Van Ginkle. There we go. Some Norwegian. To uh, linebacker in there, the fifth round. Yeah. What I, what I do like is the way the Dolphins acquired uh, Josh Rosen mm-hmm. by trading back in the third and fifth round. Yep. Like really, they 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 didn't lose their third or fifth round pick. No. All they did was move back. Yeah. And acquired a second round pick, uh, in the following season, and, and then they, they trade traded that, that pick for Josh Rosen. Yeah. No, like they didn't do anything. They just got Josh Rosen for free, basically. Josh Rosen is a top ten drafted quarterback just mm-hmm. last season and if yeah. he was in there's some people say that if he was the quarterback coming out this season that he would be up there yeah maybe number one or two or number one over kyler murray just because he's that talented let's just see if it comes to fruition but you know what i think this is a great time we talked about how we got this brand new punter for the miami dolphins why don't we talk to him let's bring him on i think he's been waiting on hold for a while yeah all right, Lemonheads, we're joined by Stone Wilson, former FIU punter and new Miami Dolphin punter. What's up, Stone? What's up, guys? How you doing, dude? Uh, I'm excellent. I'm glad to be back here. You know, I just got back in uh, just yesterday, actually, you know, just trying to get my mind right and, you know, okay. involve, involve myself in, you know, the Miami setting once again, get, getting prepared. That's what's up, man. I'm glad to hear that. And, you know, happy to see a Panther finally joined the Miami Dolphins. Man. Yes. Very, Absolutely. Very Honestly, it really couldn't have been a better team to, you know, link back up with. You know, I'm coming right back where I came from. And, you know, not only that, but, uh, you know, actually a quick insider. I mean, you know, my dad came uh, down 
from uh, Cleveland when he was six. And, you know, back then, you know, the, the Bucks where I live, that's, that's the closest team to where I live right now. But back then they weren't uh, a football team at that time. So, you know, my dad just picked out the, the closest uh, NFL team that, you know, we were around and that was actually Miami. So that's been his favorite team since he was six. Oh man, That's so he's been up. suffering with us that long too, man. Because yeah. we've been—it's <laughs> been a tough life for us, man. Hey, 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 hey! Watch it. You're talking about my team now. Ah, that's what's up, man. No, that's what's up. I like <laughs> to hear that. Gus and I, like I said, we're we're Panther alumni here, and we're also, you know, do- lifelong Dolphin Dolphins fans too. Yep, yep. Uh, absolutely, I'm right there with you. Awesome. That's so, good to hear, man. Uh, that's a, actually a pleasant surprise. I'm happy. That makes me even more happy. Oh, yeah. No, I'm enjoying this even more now. Yeah, man. Uh, I, you should have seen my family. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. That's great, man. What, what was it like, dude, when you when you got that call? It was uh, it was such a surprise, actually. I don't, I don't know if you guys are, are, have been close with uh, Florida, like the University of Florida for the past, like, uh, I don't know, like, like six, seven years, but... Um, I don't know if you guys know the guy named of Trey Burton. You know, he he was a he was a great player there, one of their like tight ends, and yeah. you know could go out to slot at any point in time. But he lived in my hometown as well, actually. And you know, he he went undrafted, and that was a big surprise to everybody. And he didn't get a call from the Eagles until like an hour or two after the draft. And you know, I'm I'm sitting around, you know, I'm like, all right, well coming into college nobody really wants to waste a, a scholarship on a kicker which is exactly what happened to me i'm like all right well obviously nobody wants to waste a whole draft pick on a kicker unless you're like outrageously good like which which a lot of guys that you know i've gone up against you know since high school like you know they went drafted so my thing was you know i just i really didn't think i was going to get picked up like Anytime during the draft, you know, I'm sitting there watching like the seventh round go by. I'm like, yeah, this is it's not gonna happen. I'll, I'll wait for a call, maybe like an hour after or so. And then pick like 2:40 comes around. I get a call from my agent, and they're like, Yo, Stone. I'm like, What's up? And they're like, You're going up. You're you're a dolphin. I'm like, What do you mean? And they're like, You're going back to Miami. I'm like, I like I could not say a word after that. That was, that was it. And it was just such a, a pleasant surprise. You know, I broke down and everything. It was just very emotional time you know for me and my family so it, it was it was amazing awesome and, and at that moment were you by yourself or was that something you were with your family at that time when you got that call <laughs> i was actually uh with two of my best friends from back home you know that i grew up with since you know second grade and everything and the funny thing is you know we weren't really paying attention to the tv at all we were trying to flip a bottle right side up on a couch which you know <laughs> everybody seemed to you know, get it these days where they can just do it on the table, like very, very frequently, like almost certain. And uh, we were trying to do it on a couch and, you know, I get a call from my agent. And that's what I was doing when I got picked up. That's, that's great. I, man. Was, that's... I was flipping a bottle. I'm pretty sure that's what I was doing when I was watching the draft. So there you go. <laughs> Honestly, it's so slow. It's so unfortunate because they, they got all this talking to do, all these background stories. And I'm just like, all right, yeah, like I've heard the story like 16 times, like since the entire class went on. Yeah, so true that, true that. So let's take it back to your FIU days, man. You were right. You you were there since the Ron Turner days, correct? Oh yeah. All right. <laughs> so tell us about that transition from Turner to Butch Davis. You know, obviously coming into FIU, you know it. I knew myself that FIU wasn't a very strong program. You know, coming out of high school, my my last two choices 
with no scholarship offers was either FIU or FSU. And I knew in my heart that FSU only wanted me to, you know, just have another, like another name on the roster for like a backup or something like that. Somebody that could do all three, like kickoff, field goal and punt. But I was like, you know what, I'm, I'm going to go with my gut and, you know, take myself to Miami where I think I could really, really help a team and, you know, really earn a scholarship and earn the respect of, like, the teammates and all that. So I'll, I went down here, and uh, obviously Ron Turner was still here. And when I think it was what, – what year did he leave? What was that? I guess it's I it's it wild for me to ask this because, you know, I, I, I spent <laughs> I all my, my four years on that team, and I don't even know what year he left. I think it might have been after, like, 16, yeah, I think year. it was after his sophomore year. I think he had two years of Butch, I believe. I did. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, so I had two years of Ron. That was uh, mostly down, but up and down battle with like everybody on the team because you know we weren't winning. It was we we're coming off of like one of the worst seasons, and if I, you know, obviously after that UMass loss, our second year, you know, he was he was talking in the press conference about like the team and like how we're like unreliable and stuff like that. You know, it was. It was rough because, like, we dug deep down. We're like, how's our head coach going to, like, talk talk about us like that? You know, like, he's a part of this, too. So, I mean, soon after that, you know, he got fired. And then we had um, Ron Cooper, you know, as our interim head coach. He, he would have made a great head coach. But, you know, obviously, you know, Pete Garcia, you know, he, he knew Butch personally. So he brought him in. And, you know, right off the bat, you know, Butch, he just took the whole program to a whole new level. Knew what exactly needed to be done started putting money in to where he knew exactly like where we would improve, like where it would help. So, I mean, obviously, you know, the first year he got in there, we went to our first bowl game and what, it was like six, seven yeah, years or so. I mean, it was a long like time. That. And then the year after that, I mean, we go and get our, our best record ever and win a bowl game. Are you kidding? Like that's a great transition. I think, and you know, no, there's no, no better way to cap off, you know, our career as seniors and any type of way really couldn't. Ah, that's what's up, man. Yeah. We were there for that bowl game up in Tampa. The one where, um, what was the, what's it? Magoo? Magoo, where he broke his clavicle there. Yeah. That, that, was, that, that was, that was tough. Well, yeah, that was rough, but we, you know, we've been, we've actually been covering the Panthers now for three seasons. Three seasons. The, yeah. yeah. Ron Turner's last season there. Um, uh, we've been doing that. So we've been seeing the, the ups and downs that you're talking about, but we've also seen this incredible transformation of, of an entire program, the culture, everything that Butch has done. Um, but now I want to let's let's go back to now where we are right now. Your your NFL prospects here, and I want to connect that to Butch. Have you talked to Butch about it since you got um, signed by the Dolphins, and and has he given you any pointers or anything like that? I mean, like coming through this whole draft process, you know, since. Uh, honestly, it really started at the airport after our uh, our bowl game after the win. He he took me to the side and he was like, "Listen, like you you may hop around to ten, fifteen teams. It, I, I don't I can't even tell you, but I, I know you're gonna find a place that's your home, and you know make that your home for a long career. And you know, hearing that." And, you know, getting picked up by the Dolphins, I really hope I don't. But, you know, <laughs> at the same time, you know, I mean, it is what it is. You know, I have no control. I'm, I'm just going to go out and, you know, do my own thing. And, you know, it's 
make FIU FIU proud. You know, Butch has always really been there for all of the guys that have been coming out and trying to, you know, take their talents to the next level, like in the NFL. And he's done a great job with, you know, keeping me up to date and giving me a lot of information and talking to a lot of scouts, you know, for us. So, I mean, I, I really couldn't ask anything like more of him. Yeah, I mean, we, we talked to uh, Anthony Jones, Anthony Johnson last week. And, uh, yeah, he had uh, only good things to say about Butch Davis, man. Like, uh, he talked about how when he came to FIU, how everybody had a clean slate. He was able to really put his work, uh, his work worth ethic into play and just earn, uh, earn more playing time and get to where he is today. So, yeah, Butch Davis, man, he's, he's – uh, yeah, he's really planted the seeds exactly. and really changed the culture. Like I said, it's been incredible. But, but uh, I I just read this. You threw a touchdown, right, in college? <laughs> yeah, uh, oh. it was against the uh, WKU last year to <laughs> Farrell McKeever. Nice. That's what's up. So what's a better yeah. feeling, that touchdown or or like you know some really pinning a guy in or really nailing a punt and you know getting some guy some team in there and like within the five or something like that? What felt better? I mean, as a as a punter, I, I, that's the only thing I really expect of myself is to you know flip the field and pin the other team. So I I definitely have to say throwing a touchdown pass as a punter. You know <laughs> you, you don't get to do that. Only the quarterback does that. And the fact that I got to you know throw not only a pass but a touchdown pass last year was honestly incredible. That's what's up, man. That's what's up. Now, so what do you? Okay, you're. When does the mini camp start now for you with the Dolphins? So I got orientation this Thursday, okay. and uh, minicamp is the next three days, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Awesome, awesome. Well, we really hope you nothing but the best there, and we'll be following. We'll be keeping track of it. We cover the Dolphins as well, man, so nothing will make us happier than to see you on the sidelines, you know, come the start of the season there, man. So we're really rooting for you. Hey, big facts, man. Hey, and nothing but love for Lemon City Live. That's hey, for real. I appreciate, hey, appreciate that, man. appreciate that. Man. Uh, Whenever we go into the locker room after the games, you know, not many people talk to the punter, but we'll make sure to stop by your locker. Absolutely, guys. You're all welcome. <laughs> all right, Perfect. Stone. Thanks for coming on, man, and we'll talk to you soon. Yeah, man. Appreciate the time. And, again, best of luck to you. And uh, FIU's got your back, man. You got a whole university there that's rooting and pulling for you, man. Hey, thank you, guys. Hey, you guys have a good night, all right? Likewise. You as well, dude. All right. Peace. All right, man. How cool was that, huh? That's what's up, man. First ever uh, Dolphin to join the show. Get some more. Oh, we got to. Got Dan Marino's number. Call him after the show. (laughs) All right. (laughs) So, yeah, man. So that was some cool insight, man, to see how a guy like Butch Davis has come into, you know, our alma mater here, Gus. Proud Panthers and changed the culture and made us feel like a real, you know, college football team. I love it, man. Bro, I've I've been at FIU since... The fall semester of 2002. That was my freshman year of college oh, yeah. at FIU. Yeah, so it's awesome to see how much the program has grown. And that was the I, that was actually the first uh, football season for FIU. Also, oh yeah, yeah. So I've been there since the beginning. So it's crazy to see how much it's grown and where it is now. Man, it's just it's I love it. Uh, yeah, I've been watching from the sidelines as a Miami Dade Shark for a long time before that. <laughs> <laughs> I became a Panther way later after you, but all good. Yeah, man. But no, it's 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 true, and it's really cool to get an insight, man. And yeah, man. and last week, uh, Anthony Johnson was saying the same thing too yeah. about how he changed it. And bro, it's just how do some people do it, and then some people don't? You know, it just yeah. it, it it wonders me. Like, what is it? 
is Every, it just connections? Is it people you know? Is it life experiences? Like, how is he that quickly able to turn something around like that, man? Because it was Butch, abysmal. But Butch Davis has done that everywhere he's been. I know, but that's what that's what amazes me. Because, dude, know? we were there. I think he know? just knows what he's doing. I don't we, think it's connections. He just knows what he's doing, bro. We were Look, even when he went to the NFL, when he went to Cleveland, yeah. the last time Cleveland was in the fucking playoffs was when they, Butch Davis was their coach. You know yeah. what I'm saying? But I'm just saying, like, but think about it, dude. We were there when that team was 0-4. And they just fired Ron Turner. Yeah. And we were there during those 0-4 losses when he would come into the post game, and it was just us. Yeah. It was just <laughs> us and Chris, who does the video for FIU. Yeah. And he would come in there, and he would say really nice things about the other team. And then he'd answer a few questions, and he was gone. Like, he just – like, it was it was tough watch. And then he dips out, and in comes Butch the following season. And, bro, it's just a whole nother – Whole nother everything, man. And as as a fan, it's great. As media, it's really interesting to see the turnaround. But as a player who was with it for for both regimes, like Anthony and and like Stone were, um, that's got to be a really cool feeling to see that and and to experience yeah. that. Yeah. To see you know you know how well things work with one and how it didn't work, and hopefully for both of those guys, um, carrying over now to these rookie mini camps and everything, they 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 continue to succeed under their proper management of of these coaches yeah uh and for stone good luck with brian flores man i really really hope um i really hope he makes it out there i really hope uh he has a successful um successful what do you call it summer here and yeah come the fall bro that first game bro we're hopefully we're not punting much as dolphins you know hey, but look, if we are I show feel good. up show up to practice wearing a honduras jersey and uh maybe <laughs> maybe yeah. he'll take a like yeah there you go that's what we should have told him man for <laughs> sure for sure for sure so good luck to Stone, man. That's really, really cool. Um, also really cool to have FIU Panthers be a part of the show like we've been fortunate enough for the last couple of weeks. Yep. Um, that's always cool. But, you know, we don't only just get Panthers here, bro. That's we right. also get some, some some other cats, some other cats, <laughs> some some tigers, some tigers. How about how about some two time, you know, national championship tigers, bro? How about some of those guys? How about some guys that wear purple really good? That's you know, right. how about that? You know, I think it's time, bro. Let's let's step it up. We went to special teams. Now let's hit up the defense a little bit. Let's talk to 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 our boys, the Davis twins and twins, twins from Clemson, <laughs> and uh, let, let let's talk to them about what they got upcoming. All right, Lemonheads. We're joined by JD and Judah Davis, linebackers, twin linebackers from Clemson University. What's Your up, fit. guys? <laughs> What's up? How y'all doing? Awesome. Happy to be here. That's uh, what's up, man. That's what's up. Uh, Edwin, you got anything to say to our to our friends over here? Oh, nah, man, you just make Gus really happy. He's a big advocate for all twins out there. <laughs> <laughs> That's good to hear. That's yeah. good to hear. Twins, man, they fascinate me. I don't know why. <laughs> They're great. You should, <laughs> you should get one. I should. I should. Maybe when uh, cloning becomes a little more, a little more like an everyday thing, I'll go and get myself a twin. <laughs> All right, so uh, guys, you guys are part of uh, like I, I, I call it I call it the next Bama because I see Clemson becoming the next Bama, like the next uh, the next uh, f- college franchise, if you will, that's gonna dominate for the next few years. So you guys are, are pretty much the start of that. How do you feel uh, being part of such uh, such a great class of players? Um, really, it was just a blessing, man. We we did something that really hasn't been done um, at Clemson. You know, winning two national championships out of the last three years and 
uh, it was just really special to do it with our brothers, you know, developing relationships with guys from all over the country. And, you know, we never judge judge someone based stars or how much playing time we had. We always judge them by their character and how hard they were willing to work. And so when you don't just play for yourself, we want to play for the people that are around you. You know, it just makes you a better team. And we don't really like to be called the next Bama because we, we like to do it in a different way. And we're going to try to take it to new heights. But you are right about us being the next team that's going to dominate the next few years. And uh, to add to that, I would just say it was really special to be a part of uh, this run that we went on because we've been Clemson fans since we were little. And uh, we grew up hearing about stories of the 1981 National Championship team. We grew up watching that tape. And to be able to not only win one but two national championships and to restore Clemson to his former glory, um, it was nothing short of incredible. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right there. And uh, Gus, you didn't do him proper justice. This is Clemson royalty here, man. Their father was the linebacker, who's also a national champion. This is this That's is right. some pre- some pedigree right here from yeah, a lot uh, <laughs> of national championship rings in our family. Yes, absolutely. And and also, um, if you're ju- if for for those of you listening, this is also the second time you guys have joined us. We had the pleasure of talking to you uh, some time ago after the first national championship, which was very very cool. And now here we are, fast forwarding. Uh, a couple years later, you've won two national championships. You've finished an incredible career at Clemson, and now you're ready to take it to the next level. You're going to the NFL. Both of you got your options open here. You've both been signed um, by Buffalo Bills and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. But before uh, we ask you a little bit about that, I want to go back to the national championship game. I want to talk about that briefly. I want to know when uh, it was such a dominating performance. It was, uh, I believe it was 44 to 15 was the final score. I'm not mistaken. Hold on. I had, I had my notes here, but uh, yeah, it was yes. a 40. What's that? I think 44-16, yes. 40, yeah, there you go. So, yeah, I was off by a point. I mean, <laughs> at one point, everybody stopped watching, you know, and was just like, hey, when is this thing over here? Um, but congrats on the win. Tell us, um, I want to know, what was that experience like, going to a national championship game for the second time, beating a team um, or winning a national championship for the second time and beating a team that you guys had developed a new rivalry with? Um, it was awesome. We we wanted Bama since the beginning of the year. Uh, we really didn't believe that we put our best foot forward when we played them in the Sugar Bowl. Um, we felt like we left a lot out on the field. And uh, we really wanted another shot at them. And we worked hard and got back to where we uh, had a chance at them. And we weren't going to go down again without a fight. And that's just what you saw on the field. It, it was a different kind of hunger when we played them um, in Santa Clara. Now, when did you know the game was over? When did you guys know? How, how soon were you guys like, we got this? <laughs> um, Probably uh, earlier, fourth quarter. You know, you can never really yeah. feel like you have a game in hand, especially with a quarterback as talented as Tua and a team as talented and uh, smartly coached like Bama. You can, you can never really feel like, you know, the cat's in the bag, but um, – you know, I feel like we overwhelmed them, and it got to that point to where we knew that they weren't going to be able to match us at at a certain point in the fourth quarter. What do you feel was the biggest difference between the first time you played Bama and this time when you clearly dominated them? Uh, I, I was talking about the first to- the, the first time we played them when we lost, or the yes. first check. Yes. 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 The first the first time when you when you guys lost. Um, well, the difference is we had just been there. Uh, this was our fourth time playing them. Yes. Um, and, uh, you know, we had we had already faced them three times before. We were battle-tested. 
Uh, the first time we played them, we were all starstruck, like, well, like, we actually made it back to the national championship. It's been however many years, 30-something years. Um, and not that we didn't put our uh, best foot forward, but when you've been there before, uh, experience is an amazing teacher. And uh, we just played off our experience, and that's really was one of the big uh, reasons why we were able to dominate that game. Another difference was um, our confidence and our belief. We were really, when we made it the first time, we were just happy to, to, be, happy to be there, and we thought we could win. Um, we didn't know we could win. And really, the next three times we've played them, we knew we could win. We didn't just believe we could win. And even though we didn't beat them in the Sugar Bowl, we'll tell you that we, we were very confident going into that game. We didn't play as well as we wanted to, but we, we were still very confident in our team. And we didn't we weren't going to let Alabama's name and what they had previously done um, affect the way we prepared or affect the way we thought about ourselves again after the first time we played them. All right. Well, now I wanted to ask you. Okay, so we we go through the championship game. We we get the we get the victory. You guys are celebrating. Cloud nine. How how soon after the championship game did your mind and your your thinking shift into okay, what's next? You know, NFL draft. What's coming up next? How do I prepare? Like, when was the the celebration of everything over and the next focused uh, starting? Um. So we actually started. Uh, training the Monday. We started training the Monday after we won. The following week, not like when we played. We played on Monday, right? We played on Monday. Yeah. So and I think we had the next Monday. We started one, one week and we started training on the, the next Monday. You guys just took one week off. <laughs> yeah, man. You can't. You got to get as much training as you can. Can't can't take too long of a break. Yeah, we were late getting the training because we were playing in January. A lot of people are done in mid-December around, so we had to catch up. That's true, yeah. That's true, that's true. I mean, that's why where you guys, that's why you are where you are, because uh, that commitment, you know what I mean? So big ups to you guys, and and big ups to the whole squad, man. You guys really showed out in the draft this year, man. It was I felt like it was Clemson just one right after another, Clemson players in the, in the first round. Yeah, and speaking of Clemson players in the first round here, what do we got to expect here as Dolphins fans with Christian Wilkins here? What uh, ah. I know the boy can do some splits. <laughs> And he's uh, he's, <laughs> right. he's doing the chest bumps with uh, with Commissioner Goodell there. But what what kind of player is, are the Dolphins getting in Christian? Oh man, they're getting a they're getting a player with an incredible motor, um, a player that can be the glue of that entire team. People are drawn to him, uh, just the way he he prepares. And I mean, he plays like football is the only thing in his life. And that it's the most fun thing to him and that he would rather be doing anything else in football. That's how he plays. And um, his energy is infectious, and he, he can really – he can be a guy that turns a franchise around. Yeah, he's a definitely a franchise player. He will 100% uh, be a multiple-time pro bowler, and I expect him to be in the Hall of Fame when it's all said and done. Ooh. Whoa, 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 whoa. Okay, I like, I like that. It. All right. That's what's up. I mean, there's a lot of – I'm not going to lie, there was a lot of skeptical fans down here with the draft pick because we were, you know, we're a tainted uh, fan base here. We've been yeah. wanting a quarterback for so long, and people thought that with um, with the kid from Dwayne. Yeah, Dwayne Haskins sitting there on the board. They thought that would be the pick, but it, Gus and I have been uh, trying to buy in on the Dolphins' philosophy here with the new uh, with the new GM. Well, the 
recently promoted GM, but the new change of culture, new coach, new and everything. Culture. So this, he definitely seems like the right pick. It seems like you know the guy, and w- the praises that you guys are giving him is incredible. So Gus and I have a lot to look forward to here covering the Dolphins next season, and uh, hopefully we'll we'll see great things from him. But now let's 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 go back to the draft. Did you guys were you um you guys watching the draft together? What was that experience like before the draft? How did you guys actually uh, go into that? Uh, so we watched the first night. And then uh, the third day of the draft, when we got calls about uh, getting invited to minicamp, we were actually on the lake the entire day. Oh, okay. Nice. <laughs> and so, you were... Yeah, Clemson, Clemson's known for uh, its lakes. Uh, so we figured it would be one of our last times getting out there before we uh, headed out. And uh, we just uh, were itching to get out there and uh, hang out with our, our friends. Yeah, and just being surrounded by our friends when we... Um, got the calls about our uh mini camp invites was just super special and then being able to call our, our our family while we were with them it was just a great experience now speaking of the the calls for the the invites who uh who got the call first who gets the bragging rights out of the brothers <laughs> uh judah gets the bragging rights I, what's funny is i'm actually the one who picked up his phone <laughs> and any plans on like switching teams midway th- midway through the season or something like that <laughs> See if they notice. Uh, I don't. I don't. I, I like the warm weather, so I, I'm. I'll try to enjoy Tampa as much as I can. He smart can. Guy. He can have some cold weather. Smart man. Smart man. <laughs> so, uh, do you guys? Do, I'm assuming you guys have the same agent. Oh, uh, no. we actually do not. You oh. don't. Oh, okay. Okay. All right. How how did that work out? Um, uh, we just really connected with different guys and, uh. We may be twins, but we are totally different people. It, okay. it might not seem like that, but we, we were different people. I can respect that. That's what's up. It's always important to be your own man. But um, so then when you guys were waiting, how was the how were the nerves? Like, how were your nerves when you were waiting to see which teams you were going to you were going to get calls from? Oh, yeah. So Judah got his call probably two hours before I got mine. So I was a wreck. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> That's and low. I was the one who picked up his phone, so I was even yeah. worse than a wreck. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm sure you were uh, – how was how that feeling? Like, I'm sure you were happy for him. But as, oh, as yeah. We, we hugged it out, shed a few tears, and then once we knew that he was set, we were, we were ready to see where I was going. And then, okay, so you guys are waiting. You get these calls, and afterwards, I mean – what do you do? Like I, Gus and I are not professional. No one's calling us to uh, say, "Hey, come play for us." You know what I mean? Uh, our buddy calls us to play some flag football on Sundays, but it's not the same. Uh, <laughs> but how is it for you? Like once you do receive that call, like how do, how it take us through that moment? Like you know, all the work, everything that you guys have put into you know your whole college careers to get to this moment, and you know, mm-hmm. what does that feel like? How do, how do you guys enjoy that moment? I mean, like I said, it was it was just really a blessing because. You, you really work your whole life and, you know, you won the national championship twice and then you take a week to, you know, kind of recalibrate, but then you go straight to training and, you know, the job's never done or your work's never over. Um, you always got to stay grinding because if you don't get up running, you know, someone's going to pass you. And um, yeah. so, yeah, you take that moment to celebrate, but, and you take that moment to celebrate and thank God for, you know, pulling you through certain situations and, you know, putting him, uh, him putting you and allowing you to do the things that you've done and be around the people that you're around. But, you know, the job's never done. So you always keep working, keep grinding. And 
you know, just to get those calls, it was really special because you really have been working your whole life and you never really uh, want to take that for granted because you are, uh, we, we may not have signed yet, but we are getting NFL opportunities and that's really in, sure. as much as we could ever ask for. Absolutely. And I mean, and then I got one other little question here. Who was the first person you guys called after you guys got those calls? Who's the first person you guys talked to? Uh, well, I think my parents were together, so we called them first. Okay. Nice. Always good to share with the fam there. Yeah. And then we, we were, yeah, we were calling, talking to our parents and texting with our sisters. And then we texted some friends that we weren't with. But mm-hmm. a lot of the guys that we were close with, we were, they were with us on the lake. So, like I said, it was special to um, experience, you know, getting calls with them. And, you know, they're all hyping us up, really excited. So, oh, I can like imagine, I said, man. really, really football is the best part about football is, you know, being able to travel around and, you know, go to places that you've never been before, but, you know, being able to experience things with the people you love and, you know, me being able to give all my roommates jerseys that I've had from bowl games and stuff like that. Just being able to experience certain things with people is the best part of what football can do for you. That's awesome, man. And those experiences I'm sure will last you a lifetime. But you also have new experiences to build on, right? So what are you guys expecting going into these rookie minicamps? Oh, really, we're just so excited to get back onto the field. And we haven't been on the field since January. So, well, we're really just being able to experience it with new teammates and new coaches. You know, just our football career is not being over right now. is the most exciting thing to us. When, when do they start? When do the camps start? So I, I actually leave Thursday. We both leave Thursday. I head to Tampa on Thursday, and JD heads to Buffalo on Thursday. That's what's up, man. Have you guys received, like, playbooks and stuff like that yet? No, uh, not no, yet, we... but we'll get it all when we go down there. All right. Good stuff. Good stuff. Now, uh, let me ask you guys. Growing up as football fans, what was uh, were any of you guys, by any chance, uh, Buffalo Bills or Tampa Bay Buccaneer fans here, or is there any type of childhood connection to any of the teams you guys are going to? Uh, so our dad actually played for the Buccaneers for six years. Okay. Um, but we 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 were fans of the Buccaneers. It's not like we kept up with them religiously, but we were. And whenever they were playing somebody, we were cheering for them. So that's got to be exciting, right? Have you has any have any of his old teammates or anything like that reached out to you? Um, not yet. But I actually just got done talking with my dad about. Uh, his some of his old teammates and his experiences as a Buccaneer. Nice, nice, man. Sounds good. I, I think every year the Dolphins do play Tampa in the preseason, right? Am I am I not mistaken? I believe so. Right. So uh, hopefully we'll get to cover one of your games coming up. It'll be exciting. Oh yeah, that would be awesome. For uh, sure, we could finally meet in person. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. But guys, I just want to thank you guys again for joining us. And I, I know I speak for for Gus as well here. We wish you nothing but the best. At these camps, we hope you guys kill it, man. Really go out there. No regrets. No anything. Just leave it all on the field, man. And I'm sure everything will work out for you guys. And and hopefully we'll be having a chat again soon here, talking in regular season, seeing what you guys got going then. Yes, sir. I hope so. Appreciate that. Definitely. And and also, Buffalo comes to town every year. So, J.D., be prepared also. Definitely. I'm always ready. That's right. (laughs) Well, guys, thanks again for joining us. And uh, uh, thanks look, for having us. Definitely, definitely. We look forward to talking you, to you again soon, maybe uh, before one of the upcoming games. We can have you guys on again. Definitely. All right. Well, you guys uh, take care. 
Awesome, guys. Enjoy the enjoy the rest of the week, man. Thursday will be here Thank real you. quick, man. And best of luck to you in uh in your respective cities there. Thank, Thank you. you. Hey, take care, guys. Have a good one. Bye. All right. So that was the uh, the Davis Twins there. Best of luck to them. That's right. Moving forward here, Tampa Bay and Buffalo. Honestly, if I had to pick, I oh that's a tough one. They're both okay. Weather wise, definitely Tampa for sure. But living in Miami, is Tampa really much better? Like, I don't know. What do you mean? Like, weather-wise? Tampa, it's about the same. It's about the same, right? It gets it gets colder, I guess, sometimes. But the Buffalo uniforms are way better. Yeah, but you got to live in Buffalo, and it's mad cold. Yeah. It's a tough one. No, no I don't think it's that tough. I'm, I'm <laughs> if Tampa. I have to choose, I'm choosing Tampa. <laughs> but, dude, those uniforms are atrocious, man. The Tampa like Bay Buccaneers? The, yeah, so dude. They're ugly. You're really going to make your Those uniforms based are off of ugly. This? I'm just saying, like, as a rooting interest, I would root for the prettier team. I'd, I'd root for Buffalo if oh, I was a okay. fan. Well, you know, I'm just saying. Yeah. I'm not, obviously, I'm not getting, I mean, I'm not a punter. I'm not a kicker. I'm not making a team. But um, I like, uh, you know what? I got to give props to Tampa Bay here. Those uniforms that they had before they changed uh-huh. were some of the best ever made in oh. sports. Really? Bro, first off, do you know what pewter is? The color pewter? Uh, I know I've seen it before. I just don't remember. That's what they wore. They're the only team ever to use that as a color. And what is it? It's like a bronze color. That oh, pewter, okay, okay. you know, it's yeah, like yeah, a yeah, weird yeah. metal. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yo, they rocked some sick-ass uniforms, dude. Those Buccaneer uniforms. Think of Mike Allstop running. You know, running through a field. Wearing that big 40, dude. I love that football red. sounds. Oh, so football sounds good. are nice. Bro, they they when they rock the the red with those the, with those like pewter pants or the red with the black or the white with the pewter, bro, they looked so good in that helmet with that buccaneer flag. Like it was it was a cool freaking concept, you know? It was yeah. a good-looking team. They didn't look like any other team out there. They had it done so well. And then they said, "Ah, let's fuck it up." And let's do the <laughs> ugliest shit the only reason people don't trash that uniform as much is because jacksonville's garbage that came out the same year was even worse with that two-tone helmet but they fucking cleaned it up this season and they changed it you know they fixed it up they changed it they got the better they upgraded they still left a lot to be desired but it was a you know leaps and bounds upgrade over what they were wearing for the last few years and those double color helmets bro that was some of the worst shit i've ever seen I mean, that helmet was as bad as the rest of the uniform that Tampa has. I think the Tampa uniform is just disgusting, head to toe. It's just it's just those fucking digital clock numbers, you know what I'm talking oh, about? Yeah, it's yeah, so yeah. fucking, ugh. Bro, if I was a Tampa fan, I'd move. <laughs> I'd just move. Fuck it, bro. But then I'd, just, I'd be a Dolphins fan easy, bro. Like, fuck it. Dolphins at least look good, bro. Hey, Dolphins Sto- are the best looking team in Florida. Stone's got it right. Yeah, they did. They did. They did. Although those creamsicle uniforms from the 90s, bro, I like those shits, man. The old Buccaneer Bob, whatever it is. Uh, yeah. The, the, the old ones. I like those throwbacks. With the but, pirate on the helmet. Yeah, but I'm not kidding, man. Those Warren Sapp years with, uh, what was it, um, uh, Mike Allstott, Warwick mm-hmm. Dunn. Those Buccaneer uniforms were some of the best ever done, bro. I don't care. Don't at me, bro. Those shits were nice. But anyway, <laughs> um, I want to thank I want to thank Stone Wilson for joining us first. Yep. I want to thank the Davis Twins. Judah, JD, for joining us. Thank you. Want to congratulate both of them. All, well, all three all of three, them. Yeah. All three of them for uh, for for making it and getting this opportunity upcoming with their respective teams. Best of luck to all of them. 
and uh, we wish nothing but the best for all of them. Uh, Gus, I want to thank you for putting up with me and, you know, not firing me after last week. I swear, my fish tank, you saw. I, I showed you. You could see how much work went involved in this thing. I wasn't just pulling Jane. I see it. I see it. You know, you guys just tried to switch up the schedule on me real early, and I was like, oh, wait a minute. It's not going to work. So I, I know I didn't mention it, but my triathlon training has um, diverted back to the week before. Ah. So I did exercise a few times, but I got to get back on it. Um, so still, still, we got time. We got time. Um, but TD, and if you're if you made it this far into the episode and you're listening, uh, good luck out there, bro. <laughs> good luck. We missed you. Would have uh, liked to hear what you had to say to some of these guys today, but we'll get a, we'll get another opportunity. That's right. Once they make the squads and they're chilling, we'll talk to them again. But Gus, any last words? I'm good. You're good. Yeah. Thanks to thanks to the boys. Yeah. Oh. Always always fun to have some good fellas on the show, man. Yeah, bro. And uh, also Miami FC. U.S. Open Cup tomorrow. Yes. Go out there to uh, Buccaneer Field at Barry University. I hear they're going to have a very colorful PA announcement. You know it. <laughs> Your boy is making his PA debut as the official PA announcer for tomorrow's. Bro, I'm, I'm starting off in the in the big leagues, bro. I'm doing a cup game right off the That's bat, That's what's dude. up, bro. I'm not doing NPSL. I'm doing Lamar Hunt, U.S. Open Cup, PA announcer, bro. Yeah. Your boy, me, going to be up there. With a, I'm going to take a little bourbon and a little flask, and I'm just going to be doing the calls play-by-play, <laughs> play, even though that's not what I'm supposed to do. But I'm going to go up there. I'm making my debut. So go out there, MiamiFC.com slash tickets for tickets for the game. They're taking on the Florida Soccer Soldiers. Uh, Miami FC, big ups. They won 10 nothing this week, their MPSL game. Yeah, dude. dude. Um, I know our boy Achilles had a great time at that game. He said it was one of the best, uh, most fun he's had being a part of the team. <laughs> but, uh, but, yeah, Achilles, good luck tomorrow. I'll see you there. Gus, thank you so much for uh, being here. Achilles, thank you. Everyone, thank you, Cindy Intern, for not uh, screaming anymore. <laughs> you didn't get your mic. Thank you, too. Thanks to everybody for listening. Don't forget, LemonCityLive.com. Go on there. Check it out. Gabby's doing work. He's our Marlins. If you need any Marlins, FIU baseball or Miami Hurricanes baseball coverage, we got you covered all season long. Check that out. Guys, thank you so much, and uh, we'll see you at episode 157. All right. Adios. wrote a song about it, like the kid, here go. Oh, no! With the two live every Tuesday, Tuesday, Tuesday. Records played on Wednesday. <laughs> Lemon City. La, 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 live.